You know, as a leader, it can be extremely isolating and lonely, can't it? And what's your solution for that? Today, we're going to talk to Ben, and he's back for a second episode. We're going to hear about what his solution was for solving for isolation and loneliness. And I also want to ask you, like, when, when you join a leadership development program, you know, how, how soon are you expecting a result? Is a day good? Is that over-delivering? Because Ben experienced that. Oh my gosh, here's this thing and I do it and I got a result. And how about like a culture shift? Like, can you see a transformation with visible results in 30 days? You think that's pretty good? I don't know about you, but I would say so. So I invite you to check out today's episode. We're going to hear Ben's story a little bit deeper and how he's grown in the mastermind. Hey, it's Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker over at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And like I always say, this show is for ruckus makers, which means you are investing in your continuous growth, challenging the status quo, and designing the future of school now. We'll be right back after some quick messages from our show sponsors. Establish your legacy with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education School faculty as you develop the frameworks, skills, and knowledge you need to drive change improvement in your learning community. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Last year, teachers using TeachFX increased their student talk by an average of 40%. TeachFX uses AI to help teachers see the power of high-leverage teaching practices in their own classroom-level data. It's like having a personal instructional coach on your phone, your tablet, or laptop. Start your free pilot at teachfx.com slash better leaders. Why do students struggle? I'd argue that they lack access to quality instruction, but think about it. That's totally out of their control. What if there was something we could teach kids then? What if there was something within their control that would help them be successful in every class? And it's not a magic pill or a figment of your imagination. When students internalize executive functioning skills, they succeed. Check out the new self-paced online course brought to you by our friends at Organized Binder that shows teachers how to equip their students with executive functioning skills. You can learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. Hey, hey, we're back. Probably by with uh, UGA's number one fan, you know, in terms of dogs and Los Rios too. So this is a, a good friend of mine, Ben Jones. And if you didn't listen to uh, last week's episode, go back, like hit pause, go download that one and check it out. Ben ran a masterclass really on vision. And I think too, like connecting the dots between not just creating it, but having it live and exist and guide the work within a school. And so if if you could use some pointers around that in building a core team, right? And he also introduced a really cool idea, a shout out to Spike as well. Anyways, called Teaching Sprints. And so you might want to check out that, that episode as well. So Ben, welcome back for round number two. Thank you. I'm excited. All right. So round number two and tell us, Ben, you know, before you joined the mastermind, what was like, what was life in leadership like prior to that? Life in leadership was lonely, felt very lonely. I was, you know, I had connections certainly with 
small group of people in my county. I was actually working in the professional learning group called Learning Forward, which was super great. We would meet and talk, but not very regularly. And it was usually at like conferences and big cities, you know, and, you know, it was good. I love those people. I still talk to those, that small group of people, but it wasn't regular and it just felt Leadership felt very lonely. And then as I moved, even, you know, as from an assistant principal to a principal, it became even more lonely and difficult, to be honest. And so I've been listening to your podcasts for a long time and really loved it. And, you know, you kept talking about something called a mastermind. I don't know. You were talking to me about it and I loved your persistence on it. I'll never forget, you know, you would reach out every once in a while. Hey, you know, you know, you mentioned the mastermind, love to have you. Um, finally, it was the time for me to do that because, you know, you would even say, you know, in a mastermind, you're not lonely, right? You have this small, this group of people who's working on the same things together. And so, you know, so appreciative of you for that. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, the thing is, everybody's in the seat, you know, they're not in the same county and system as you, but they get what you're going through. And I had to be persistent because I always just felt like a cool connection with you. You know what I mean? And, uh, I had to practice patience because I was like, you know, I never told you this. And I don't know how to express this in a good way. So I'll just be authentic. Like, I was sort of frustrated that you were in a program because I'm like, I want to get Ben now. Like, I want to have him in the community because I knew you'd, I knew you'd grow a lot. I knew you'd uh, add a lot and that we could help you. But I had to practice patience because you, you were already enrolled in a, a good program. So think the timing worked out at some point and that kind of thing. And just so you guys know, our, you know, we are friends. Like we're planning to go to a dog's game, right. you know, in 2023. So like we've already texted about that and I can't wait to make that happen. That's going to be a highlight for me for sure. That's like bucket list waving. Okay. So back to stuff. I, it sounds like you, you've heard about the mastermind through the podcast, which is cool. I want to bring you back. You said actually life and leadership got lonelier, right? And harder. And was that just because of moving into the principalship or if there's something you feel comfortable sharing, like what was going on there? Even as an AP, right, an assistant principal, you had somebody else who was doing the same work as you that you could talk to. And certainly, I had a, you know, I had a mentor who was a, who's a great mentor. She's a great principal and I still consider her a mentor. I still call her probably... It used to be every day and maybe once a week now, but I still call her and ask her questions. And she was great. Of course, we had somebody from the county who came out and talked to us about once a month, which was great too. But it just felt, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, like it just felt lonely. Like it was, I was, felt like I was the only one doing the work, you know, felt like I really couldn't talk to anybody about it outside of, you know, my own family or whatever about anything. And it was really hard just to, I don't know. It just felt like I was all by myself. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's not the best answer, I don't think. That's just, it was just the feeling I had. Well, I think probably a lot of ruckus makers listening can relate, you know, and uh, and that's, you know, I always talk about how isolation is the number one enemy of excellence. And that's not my idea. It comes from Greg Sacicoli, who wrote a book called Enemies of Excellence that we read in the Mastermind probably like 2015. This is like forever ago. But, you know, our thing is the opposite of that, right? When you get better, everybody wins and you do that through a structure like the Mastermind connection. So. Yeah. So the timing, you know, worked out for you. you. You did say yes and join. Was there a certain challenge, you know, that you were wrestling that you knew the mastermind could probably deliver on? Or was there a, like a number one goal when you decided to enroll? I think, first of all, I love reading. I love reading all things. And I yeah. love talking to other people who are passionate about reading all things. 
And I knew that was what Mastermind was a part of. And so, you know, I would read a book and I'd get excited about it with some people I knew around me. They're like, I haven't read a book three years. I'm like, you haven't read a book in three years? What are you talking about? Like, I mean, I've read three yeah. books in three weeks. Right. Like, let's go. <laughs> so knowing that was a part of it, that I could talk every Wednesday night, you know, I could get on and we're reading these amazing books and talk with other people who are passionate about reading and learning. That was one thing. Most definitely. Think the diversity of thought that is on the guiding principles in, in our guiding principles group and our mastermind was amazing. We've got people from all walks of life. We've got people from all over the world who come together. And you know, you know, once you're in a system like, you know, our system for a while, you know, you've heard a lot of different, the same things, right? And so you want to get out there and branch out. And that was a huge draw for me was to, you know, what else can I learn from all these people from all over the world who have all these different experiences and perspectives and thoughts and, ex- and all the things? So, and of course, the hot seat, which the first time I was super nervous about, everybody was so awesome about it. You know, you know that was really, for me, wow. that time was the cherry on top. I was like, oh, that was really kind of cool. Okay. And then even yeah. and finding myself helping other people, I was learning not, I was learning from everybody else talking to the person on the hot seat, it was probably an issue I was probably dealing with. Yeah, so yeah. that was so cool. So all those things. But really the thing that really drew me into it was the reading and being with other people who are passionate about reading and learning. So. Gotcha. But this hot seat became a good thing for you too. Can you describe that in like your own words? You know, what is the hot seat experience all about? You know, we get assigned a week where we're on the hot seat. And so we bring anything we're working on or thinking about to the hot seat and, you know, get turned over to us and we share what we're working on or what we're thinking about or what we're struggling with. And and then everybody asks really, and that was really cool. There's several people who do a great job at this, but I'll call a few of my friends out. Demetrius and Chris Jones, for example, yep. they, they ask really good questions. Like, and that alone is their help, right? They're not giving me an answer. They're asking yeah. really good questions. And I'm like, oh, and so they're just, what good models they are. And then, of course, a lot of very thoughtful people, Chris Loeffler, for example, probably one of the most thoughtful humans I've ever talked to. I'm so introspective. That's, that's right. And then the, everyone else, I mean, my my friend Erica, who we're always in the same breakout groups together, which is awesome. And, and Lizzie <laughs> and Chris Carlson and all the rest Still? of them have such practical things. Like they, like, they always seem to have the answer. I'm like, how do you have this answer to this question that I thought was super hard? And so it's really, I mean, one time I brought up, you know, I was really, and, and my office staff knows this, I was struggling to connect with my office staff, you know? And our group brought out, the mastermind brought out, got, got a great idea of how I can do a better job with that. And I took that, implemented it. And like in a month, things were so much better just by implementing the things I got from mastermind. And it was awesome. Another great example, I think I talked about it a little bit ago, was teaching sprints from that I heard from Lizzie that Lizzie just mentioned and grabbed onto it, invited her and I invited her to come talk to our instructional coaches. And she was so willing to come do that and talk with them over Zoom and talk about what teaching sprints were and something we've implemented at the school now. And it's really changing our practice and impacting students. And, you know, that's not just affecting Literally a thousand, thousands of kids now and hundreds of staff members that saw one little conversation in one mastermind meeting. So that's really sweet. And that's, you know, amazing that, okay, you have a space where you can be authentic and just like, man, I am not connected with my office staff, right? 
get some practical advice. Within 30 days, you see that all turn around, right? 30 days. And then you hear just an idea, this teaching sprint, you grab onto it, you start discussing, I guess, outside the mastermind a bit. And yeah, for the ruckus maker listening here, we're not going to unpack teaching sprints. Go back to the last episode because we did. But the point I want to make, you're in Georgia. At the time, Lizzie was in Nepal, right? They're not close together. So if you're not good at geography, they're not close, okay? <laughs> but here's this place where like connecting these leaders and how cool is that? So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Well, and the cool part is too, I just want to add on, it's like such a judgment-free zone. Like you don't, you don't feel judged. You don't feel like, you know, like people are looking at you crazy. Like it all is always supportive and feel like they've all been there too, even if they haven't. So it's, it's really neat. Sweet. Thank you for sharing that. Benham, we need to pause here really quick for some messages from our sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program. Leadership is joyful work, empowering others to do their best work. Principals do that with teachers and teachers do that with students and empowering others to educate themselves or to be educated is just one of the most important things we can do in this world. Building, We're building people. We're building the next generation of leaders and educators. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. When classrooms come alive with conversation, teachers and students both thrive. Last year, Teachers using TeachFX increased their student talk by an average of 40%. Can an app really do that? Even trying something like embracing extra wait time to create space for student talk can feel like a risk. But with TeachFX, teachers see the power of those practices in their own classroom level data. It's like having a personal instructional coach on your phone, tablet, or laptop. Best of all, Ruckus makers can start a free pilot with their teachers today. Go to teachfx.com slash better leaders to learn how and get started. That's right. Go to teachfx.com slash better leaders and start your free pilot with TeachFX today. As students progress through their K-12 experience, schoolwork only gets harder and more complex. Yet at the same time, students are asked to be more independent in their learning. Young people struggling with executive functioning skills will fall further and further behind. The pandemic, let's be real, it's only made things worse. The remedy is found in equipping students with executive functioning skills. Our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course, and it teaches you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set up your students for success. Learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go and start setting up your students for success today. Again, that's over at organizedbinder.com slash go. We're back with uh, one of my favorite ruckus makers in the world, Ben Jones. And uh, I'm curious, you know, when you, well, before you joined, did you have any fears or reservations about jumping into the mastermind? And if so, what were they? Yeah, yeah. So I think one of my biggest fears, and I know it's funny, I knew I was jumping into an established group. 
right? And anytime you do that, it's like this, you know, what's, what are the group norms, right? Like what is, sure, what's, sure. you know, are we super serious? Can we be funny? Like what's going on, you know? And so that took a minute, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Again, everyone was so welcoming. And sometimes when you just jump in and you start doing the work, you just, just, just go. Right. And so, I mean, within a month after the first three or four, it was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, here we go. You know? And so and then, you know, I think that was one of my biggest, I think that was one of my biggest things was like, okay, am I going to be accepted by the group? I don't want to come in there and, and mess up what they have working. But it's cool to see that part. And we welcome them some new, since I've been there, we welcome them some new people and being able to make them feel comfortable, you know, on my end, because I knew how hard it was or how, you know, it wasn't hard. Everybody was great, but it just having those, you know, unrealistic fears because they were unrealistic. Everybody was super kind, super welcoming. Gotcha. Uh, did anything surprise you when you joined? You know, it's okay if you don't have something for this, but I'm curious when you started, like, huh, I didn't know it would be like this. Think. I didn't, what I appreciated, I guess I wasn't surprised by it. I just hadn't experienced it at this level, <laughs> was we're able just to sit and not say anything, right? Like you you would ask a question or somebody would ask a question and we just sit there and it might be 30 seconds. It might be a minute. Of course, it feels like forever, but you're giving us that space, right? Or whoever's leading it, Paige now, who's leading our group is giving us that space. And we're okay with that. And that says a lot. Usually if you're in a group of people and nobody's talking, somebody tries to fill that space. That's not the case with our group. I mean, it happened the other night. Like somebody asked a question and we just kind of sit there for like two minutes. And then finally somebody said something brilliant, you know? And so that surprised me that it was there. Nobody was, everybody was okay with the quiet and the silence and the time to think. And I really appreciate that because you don't get that a lot in traditional PL or traditional discussions, even. So, so interesting to me because we we ask our teachers to provide wait time because we know that allows our students to make meaning and to figure it out. And then, as leaders, and when we're working with adults, you're always trying to talk and not listen or think. It always seems so bizarre to me. So, I wear as a badge of honor. I think I started. I know I started that in the culture, but I call myself the king of wait time, right? And so that. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know what you might say, but that's pretty cool. This may sound like a weird question. So, you know, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Or uh, if you don't have an answer, that's also fine. But I'm curious, did you ever feel like you wanted to quit? And if you did feel like that, how did you overcome it? I never felt like I wanted to quit ever. I have had days right, where, you know, it's been tough days at work, tough days personally, whatever it might be. And then I'm like, oh my God. Or, you know, sometimes my wife makes fun of me because she'll know when I've talked all day long or had conversations because she'll be like, you're out of words, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm out of words. Like, I'm just done talking. You know, I just can't. I've exhausted my word count for today. And she, of course, we've been together since we were 16 and 17. So she gets that about me now, which is kind of really cool. But there have been some days where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's 730 and I got to go sit and talk to a bunch of people again. And so I've had those days, but really... I've never not gotten on just because of that. And what I've always, and I've even said this in the mastermind, I've, you know, guys, I was really exhausted today, like really tired. I didn't even want, I really didn't want to come. But you have given me more energy. Like I leave energized, right? And so super cool. But no, never wanted to quit. 
there have again there have been days where it's just hard, you know. But every time I leave energized, and I leave with something great. It is. I'm glad you articulated that because I do see that in our groups that people might come in and you can tell they've had a day, you know, you know what I mean? But they'll leave and it's like, oh, you know, they're re-energized, refreshed, that kind of thing. So, hey, you mentioned the office staff. We've taught teaching sprints. Can you remember potentially what your first big win was? And you were like, oh, wow, this mastermind thing works. Or if you can't remember the first win, can you just think of another exciting result that you've achieved? Let me think. There's, I mean, I think one of the things, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier with Demetrius and Chris Jones. Again, they are such great models. And everybody, I just pick them out specifically because they're so consistent about it, asking such good questions. And it's always such a good reminder for me, even recently, even this week, to be honest with you, of making sure I'm asking enough questions of people when they bring concern or a problem or an idea and just having, and you know, it's like I'm channeling my Demetrius or I'm channeling my Chris, right? Like what would Demetrius say? What would Chris ask here, you know? And I think that long-term has just been huge. And then just little ideas. For example, Chris Jones, again, you know, we're not related. I wish we were. He does something called Welcome Sign Wednesday at his high school. And it's something that I completely 100% stole. Guess what we do now at Shiloh Police? Welcome Sign Wednesday. And so, you know, and at first, my staff was like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? But now it's like the kids look for- forward to it. The yeah, parents yeah. look forward totally. to the car line. And we've actually made like really nice signs and say, we're so glad you're here. Happy Wednesday. Make it a great day. All these different things. And we have different signs we rotate in and out, you know. It's a beautiful thing that he, what he was doing with a high, with a bunch of high schoolers in Massachusetts, we're now doing here, you know, outside of Atlanta with elementary school. And so, and it's been awesome. So we talked about what life was like before joining the mastermind life and leadership. How's it different now after being a part of the mastermind? Well, I think after being a part of it now, it's like, it's so funny. Like if something were, something happens or there, I had this question or concern, I know where I can take it. You know what I mean? And before master, I didn't have a place I could take it. You know? And so now if there's a problem, there's an issue. If I got this just complex thing that I've heard everybody else's views at my school about it, that maybe I need something else. I have somewhere else to take it. And what a powerful, it's almost like the word I can only think of is relief, right? Where I felt so lonely before. Now I feel relief. I have somewhere to take it. And it, it's really cool. Awesome. Do you have any advice for someone who was in a situation like you before joining the mastermind? You know, I mean, Danny's always looking for people to join masterminds, right? So, you know, join, find something. You got to find, you got to do something, you know, whether it's mastermind or not uh, with Danny, you've got to do something because like I said, you know, would I still be a principal if I didn't have guiding principles of mastermind? Uh, Probably. Would I be as energized, happy, filled? Probably not. You know what I mean? And so I would say, what's the worst that can happen, right? Give it a shot. Come join something. The worst that can happen is you get a couple of good ideas. And, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but that's okay. I feel like anybody in my position, you know, if you, this resonates at all, the masterminds, the, for me, is the, is the way to go. And, you know, I'm never leaving now. So you have me for life, Danny. Life. Awesome. Well, that, that makes me super excited. Not from like a, 
it's cool business wise, but honestly, like you know that I think you're, you're right. awesome. So I wish I lived in Georgia still. I mean, we'd probably be hanging out all the time. Were you were you in the group when we read the Infinite Game? No, I think I came. I literally, I I'd read that book on my own, and I think I came in right. You read Infinite Game. Gotcha. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because you mentioned Danny's always looking for people to join the mastermind, which is true. And I have an ambitious vision. Like this is like a 20-year Jim Collins, you know, type of thing. Because right now, to be fully transparent, there's 95 leaders in the mastermind. My vision's 5,000, right? And that used to be scary to say out loud. But if you look at all the principles, if we serve the entire world, we have members on each continent. So I don't want this to sound just North America. But my point is, if you take all the leaders in the U.S., and all the leaders in Canada, principles, just principles too. That's actually only 5% of all principles. So when I, like the teaching lesson here for you and the Ruckus Maker listening, so when you break it down like the math that way, then I start thinking, oh, we can do that. 5%, that's not, you know, it's totally doable. So in infinite game wise, the big idea that I learned from that is you don't have to lose for me to win. I'd rather collaborate than compete. Right. I'm also confident that what I, we offer is the best. Right. So I'm not going to be bashful about that. But my point is what Ben said is get connected. Maybe what we run is for you, but get connected consistently. That's the big idea. Right. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to share? This is the last question that we'll call it a day. You know, I just, I'll just say super grateful for you and your work, Danny. I think you've put a lot into everything that you've done everything that you do in a completely selfless way and wanting to impact the world, which is really cool and inspiring. So thank you for that. Thank you for being you, Ben, and for this opportunity to talk about your experience in the mastermind. You're awesome. And I can't wait to go to a dogs game with you in 2023. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.